Another session with the doctor. This is the Doctors and Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Tyler Lemko. Don't ask me to see my degree, though. Just gotta trust me on this one. <laughs> Today, I have Josh Elkin. You might know him uh, from Making Your Mouth Water. Not only because he's a good-looking man, but because of the food he makes. Uh, you've seen his Instagram, his YouTube. He's been on TV. Josh. Hey. Welcome. Thanks for that awesome intro. Yeah. Josh and I also go back uh, maybe 20 years. I'd say longer than that. Really? Like, how old are you? Right I'm now? 30. You're 30. Yeah. I've known you since before you're 10. Yeah? Yeah. For sure. And I'm 36, which means that I would have only known right. you since I'm 16, which doesn't make any sense. No, you were probably like 14. Yeah. So probably 22 years. Which is a long that's time. That's a lot. Considering I'm 30, that's... Over two decades. Yeah. Over two thirds of your life I've yeah. known you. That's kind of scary. You've seen me make a lot of mistakes. I've seen you make a lot of mistakes. I've seen you grow into the individual that you are right now, which is that really That means cool. nothing. Because everyone is just who they are right now. <laughs> so Fine. that is not a compliment nor an insult. Fine. That's I've just seen a fact. you grow from literally throwing yourself off of four foot desks onto a mattress, yes, beating I still do yourself that. up. Back in the day, you and your scary ass basement used to beat yourself up. Yeah. You used to play two characters. You used to like. I am versus myself. Yeah, I used to literally write, it's, it's psychotic in hindsight, I would write down, because I was a big wrestling fan for those listening, and I would write down like tournaments of like who's facing who and who wins and who moves on, and I would <laughs> I would wrestle out these full matches on mattresses in the basement, like these 20, 30 minute fucking Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat matches yeah. by myself in the basement, and then like jot down the winner, and tournaments would take me like a week to get through. It's, it's not a, a strange thing to see a kid, eight to 10 years old, come up from the basement, red-faced, sweating, but for you, you used to come up red-faced, sweating, bloody nose, yeah, yeah. bruises. Oh, Tyler, what are uh, you doing down there by yourself? I was a hardcore legend. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then Robert Myerson drank too much chocolate milk and threw up on the mattress and the league ended. <laughs> Needless to say, he wasn't ever invited back to your house again. So Josh makes a ton of food. Uh, him and I did Epic Meal Time together. Uh, you probably know what that is if you're listening to this. Uh, and what's crazy to me is to me that feels like lifetimes ago, like waking up every day and cooking and doing voiceovers and filming food videos. Like, how do you keep doing that? I mean... It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, at the bare bones of it, it's creating videos that have to do with food, at the bare bones of it. But also, it's not just videos that have to do with food. It's really, like, innovative. Yeah. It's cook. It's I, I. I realized after when we were on Epic Meal Time together, I was in charge of the food. You were in charge of the comedy. I am not a funny person. You were not a chef. <laughs> That's why it worked together at the time. Fast forward seven years later, and um, I don't know, man. I just really like cooking, and I love coming up with with food that no one has ever thought of before, nor has anyone ever seen. So that's really what drives me, you know? And I'm sure you've never been asked this before. How, where do you get your ideas? They just got me. <laughs> it's so funny because it's for sure the number one question that I get, where do you come up with your ideas? I don't, there's no like pool 
that I pick from. Because you really don't get repetitive. You don't get like, oh, like the same format. I'm just going to change a minor thing. It's really, what is it like? Uh, we're coming on like nine years now. Yeah. That you've been coming up with like on a consistent basis. Yeah. New recipes and creations. Just since June. How many months is that? It's, June, July, uh, August, September, October, November. February. So it's like six, let's say six, six to seven months. Just from June, I have 40 taco recipes. 40 tacos. Just tacos. That's wild. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like changing, like you were saying before. I don't just change right. the protein and the sauce. Like this is uh, curry tacos now. Yeah. Like it's I, not like that. I'm not making like, this is a shrimp taco and this is a Cajun shrimp taco. Right. I'm like, everything is different. It's a full overhaul yeah, from top to bottom. This is an Oreo taco now. Like, the shell of the taco is an Oreo, and the inside is the cream. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's how it goes. So, here's another question I'm sure you've never been asked. After nine years of doing this, how are you in shape? Man, you're right. I never get asked that question. <laughs> well... To pull the curtain back a little bit, I, I certainly don't consume 100% right. of what I make. I mean, I'd be, cr I'd be crazy. How do you, how You'd does be any, dead. Yeah, but like any chef, even the most healthiest of chefs, yeah. keto-friendly, friggin' macro, micro, Atkins, paleo, whatever, insert healthy food diet here, if they consumed everything that they cooked, they would be sick, they would be totally. overweight, like, why would I do that? Yeah. Now, I don't, you know, back in the day when we were cooking together, we were making a lot of stuff, very large, an enormous amount, a copious amount of food. Now, I usually cook one or two things, one or two items, maybe a friend will come over and try it. But for the most part, when you're dealing with food art, which is what I do, by the time I'm done taking pictures and everything's over, the food's either cold mm. or it's really not edible at that point. It's been smudged, you know, the back of the food that you don't see in the picture is gross. Right, because you're taking it, you're cooking it for your audience. You're yeah. not cooking it really to consume. Yeah. And as much as people view it and their mouths water and they're like, oh my God, I want that, they don't realize like you're only trying it 45 minutes later. Uh, but beyond that, if you look at a picture of a cookie, you, are, you make up in your head what that might or might not taste like. Right. Like, oh, maybe you don't like macadamia nuts, but it has macadamia nuts. You're obviously gonna look at that and be like, hmm, not for me, Right. I don't like that. But if it's got marshmallows in it, which you love, you're gonna look at it and be like, "That I need that, I need to try that. Chances of looking at a picture of food, of it tasting the way you think it tastes, is slim to none. Right, and I remember I remember the tipping point in Epic Mealtime when the first few, it was like a competition who could eat the most and let's finish it. Yeah. And then we kind of all collectively had this like realization that we do this every week now for God knows how long. And we we're like, maybe let's take bites on camera yeah. and save the rest for throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, I think I was the last one to get that memo. <laughs> I, I kept eating as no, much as I could. My favorite thing about you <laughs> and... Um, consuming the food on Epic Mealtime was if we cut, let's say we cut, it's over, it's done, filming is over, an hour later, you'd still be like going back and, yeah. and picking at it. I really liked the majority of the meals we made. The only thing that sucked is like the audience loved when we would pour liquor all over it, yeah. which kind of, 
I love liquor and I love food. They don't mix well. They don't mix well in that context. Yeah, when you pour Jack Daniels on a burger, no. it doesn't make it better. No, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, if you ever like poured, um, if you ever took a big whiff of a bottle of rubbing alcohol, that's the <laughs> sensation you get if you ate something that was doused in liquor. Yeah, I was even surprised. I got to Josh's last night and we had a drink and you pulled out the Jack Daniels. I find I can't drink it anymore because it tastes like work. I used to think that, but then I quit at the time and stopped thinking like that. Now you like I it like again? Jack Daniels, yeah. It's a good it. drink. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. So I think something really interesting is you've gone from Epic Meal Time to you you went from that to a TV show. Yeah. What I, was um, that like? Parlayed well, I mean, the last after you left um, Epic Meal Time, we got a, our own TV show mm-hmm. um, on FYI called Epic Meal Empire. And so I wasn't a stranger per se to being on television. And then I fortunately for myself got a opportunity to host my own television show, which was called Sugar Showdown. It was a competitive baking show. And um, it was cool. It was cool. I took a leave of absence from Epic Mealtime and go and went and uh, shot the first season of Sugar Showdown in the span of a month. And then went back to How work. How many episodes? We did uh, the first season was 14 wow, in a month in a month wow yeah That's so that wasn't even crazy the second season we filmed 20 episodes wow. in 10 days wow yeah two a day that's a lot two a day 7 a.m by two we were done the first, first episode one. uh would start back up at three and go until eight wow yeah. that's a lot yeah like when we did high with ty we did 10 episodes in four days start sorry 10 episodes in three days but what made it so challenging for me is I had to smoke each time, and you know I'm not a big smoker. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they were literally like feeding me CBD chocolates to bring me back to Earth so I could host the show. That's a great move. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, they were like balancing me out so I could host. That's amazing. Um, and then, so you did two seasons of yep. Sugar Showdown? Two seasons of Sugar and, Showdown. And then post-leaving Epic Mealtime, you started your own YouTube channel. Yeah. With your own food creations and stuff. What was that like kind of going from this enormous success in the food world to like essentially starting from scratch in the food world? I mean, I'm, what I'm about to say is not a slight at Epic Meal Time or anyone. It really isn't. It's just the way life goes. When you're at the top, there's only one direction and that's down. So when I left Epic Meal Time, we were already on the decline in terms of popularity. Well, yeah, I had left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but but all kidding aside, like it wasn't that it was a bad show. It wasn't that we the the content wasn't good. It was just that YouTube and the food world was getting more popular, and when that happens, there's more op- options. Mm-hmm. So viewers go and they seek further, and they see that there's other food content that they can consume. Now, yeah. w- you know, at the time, we weren't really evolving. We were doing the same thing over and over again. And for me, I wanted to go and seek other opportunities. So after I got my television show, I quit Epic Meal Time, started my own YouTube channel. But beyond that, I started to hone my skills and my craft at being able to create food art, which is what I basically do now. Right, because I find it really, it's really impressive and really admirable. I once wrote an article about the YouTube musician and how there used to be YouTubers that made music, but then at a certain point, like, actual artists were coming out from YouTube. Like, Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube, and Soldier Boy was a viral hit who 
turned into a music career. And I find it interesting that you started out making like mounds of bacon on Epic Mealtime and somewhere along the way, like became a, a reputable name in food. Yeah. Um, not that they're not. No, no, it's no. It's just no. like I, I it was a mean. silly gimmick thing. Yeah. Again, not that it's a silly gimmick, but no, like, it was a silly gimmick. Yeah, though. you were you were the bacon guy, yeah. and then you became a chef yeah. from doing that. I, uh, you know, you, you do like menus for restaurants and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I definitely saw a specific direction and charged right to it. Um, often, when you start off with a collective of of people, it's a group. There's a lot of different personalities. There's a lot of different visions on where you want to take whatever you're doing. When we were on Epic Mealtime together, at the time, there was eight of us. It's a yeah. shitload of guys. We were like the Wu-Tang yeah, clan we, of, we really of the cooking game. We even I'm pretty sure someone even said that a few times. But with groups and different personalities comes different idiosyncrasies and different wants. And you had a different want than I had mm -hmm. that had a different want than Cousin Dave that had a different want from whoever was in the group at the time. Yeah. And um, I, I, there, I, there was a defining moment where I realized, like, oh shit, I could take this into a whole other realm, and not just make big things, because like, a, a, a large Oreo is just a large Oreo. Yeah, you're not doing anything. You're just making something that exists bigger. Right. Which is entertaining on its yeah. own. It is, and it's also challenging too. For sure. Yeah. But I, I, it was, it was for me. I don't want to say it was too easy to do that. I, it wasn't, I just. It wasn't fulfilling your creative uh, exactly. needs. Exactly. Intro, the instructional cooking show from Every mm -hmm. All Time, Handle It. Right. Which was really what I loved doing, which yeah. was making more refined recipes that people can actually create. Because you're not going to go and buy a thousand dollars worth of food to make something that's a hundred pounds. Yeah. That but, can feed a village. Yeah. Yeah. But you might go and spend 20 bucks to create like for a dinner party, something right. awesome. And that's where it started. But there was a defining moment where I created, I, I went home one day from Epic Mealtime, much like I did. And I, I, I didn't stop cooking. I didn't leave Epic Mealtime, went home and didn't cook. Like I would cook every day, all day, all the time. Yeah. And I made this thing called the poutine tornado. <laughs> and all it was, was a hollowed out potato spiraled filled with cheese curds and gravy and i was like this is fucking cool i didn't do it because i was trying to make a splash i did it because i thought it was cool that i could mold a potato and, and sculpt a potato exactly i was using sandpaper scalpels i i took a spoon a teaspoon and i and a sandpaper and i serrated the edges of the spoon to make it a, a knife spoon wow so that i can Curve and carve at the same time. Wow! I'm sure that shank. I'm sure that exists. You didn't have to make a shank. I know, but I, it didn't exist in my pro close proximity, yeah. so I just started doing it, and it worked. Fucking MacGyver. I definitely MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. Definitely MacGyver. And I did it, and it took me like four hours, and I was like testing shit. And I remember it was like a Sunday or a Saturday. And it was fun, and I had a great time, and I posted it, and I did not think anything of it. And the next day, which I guess was a Sunday, the next day was a Monday, I got hit up by Yahoo, which was a thing at the time. And they were like, we want to interview you for your Poutine Tornado. I'm like, why? They're like, oh, because it's blowing up on the internet. And I was like, holy shit, 
I will have a viral hit. Yeah. I mean, viral not in the sense of like a YouTube well, video. No, but that's viral internet success. It was yeah. a viral internet success. I think I put it on Reddit and it, it was on the front page of Reddit, which wow. was like a... It still is. But then it was a huge deal for me because we weren't getting any rec personal recognition from right, it. The show. The show itself yeah. was, was, was popular. Yeah. But me, as the chef, I wasn't really getting like recognition. So it felt very good yeah. to do that. And uh, basically, after that point, continued the momentum of creating never-before-seen items, whether it was a poutine tornado. I used that same theory and made a rocket ship, a chili cheese fried rocket ship, which I, I, I don't know if you remember that. No, I, I can show you a picture of that later. Sure. It had melted cheese coming up from the bottom, like it was uh, uh, the fire. Oh, yeah. It was hollowed out and had ch chili inside of it. And then I took that, both those ideas, and I made a poutine Stanley Cup for uh, for Smoke's poutineery. Yeah. So that was all because of the poutine tornado. Wow. That's when I realized, like, oh, okay, I have. I could do this. Th this is something that is a skill. Yeah. This is something that like people can look at me and be like, wow, he's a food artist. Right. And I think that's what Epic Meal Time did for both of us. Was like you were selling printers and I was in university when that started. Yeah. And it made me realize I love to write, I love to entertain, made you realize how much you love food and yeah. you can actually do what you want to do. Yep. Like the men our mentalities, correct me if I'm wrong, but prior to Epic Mealtime was like, you can't chase your dreams, you do what you have to do. Yeah. Our creative outlet at the time, both of us, was rapping. Yeah, we, we were doing a lot we, of rapping. We would hang out. For no reason. I mean, you were a little bit more serious with it, but well, no one was promoting or pushing yeah, no, no, it. Like, no, no. I we, did the odd show, but yeah, but like we would really just hang out on a Friday night with our friends yeah. for hours. Those are great times. Best times. That's I think you know what? Before you actually like took it to a level, I think between me, you, and about four or five other guys, we have about 150 songs. Oh, easily. Yeah. I was going through. I was like trying to organize my verses the other day, just to like try and condense and see if I can take little lines from here and there and make something now. And I think I have unrecorded but finished written verses over 300. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. That's that's Montreal winters for you. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to do in the winter. Yeah, exactly. You gotta Stay find in and write. You gotta find a studio and record. So now, now you're doing the food YouTube channel. You've got your own YouTube channel. So this is like, oh, you wanna like go on a timeline? This is like 2015, 2016, um, year one post Epic Meal Time. Right. But now today, yeah. what's on Josh's plate? Cause I know you're not just No, now recipes. like, so at the time in 2014, 2015, the YouTube sphere was, was not what it is today. It was- It just keeps getting harder and harder. It does keep, but, like anything else, there's just it's it's right. got more attention. There's more people. There's more players. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good the thing. The cream will always rise to the, 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 the top. What is it? The cream will always rise to the top. Yeah. Which means the best of the best will always stand. Then down. why is it the cream of the crop? What does that mean? Cream is nowhere near crops. No, no, that's, that's a really. Good or did question. I just make that up? No, no, no. Cream of the crop is a thing. Yeah. That's a very good question. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> what like what kind of crops are they talking yeah. about? Yeah. There's no cream anywhere near crops. I feel like it has to do with racism. <laughs> it's a good guess. Always yeah. has to do. If there's All something these, old, it's An racist. old expression is usually racist. Yeah. You're we, not wrong. Yeah. I wish you were, but you're not. So, um, 
continued doing YouTube. It definitely provided a lot of opportunity for me. I I came up with a an, a, an EP, which is a, yes. an al a music album, which was six songs. I called it the Res EP. Yeah, it was very I clever. I had a very good time writing that <laughs> and creating clever. those. Each recipe was a song. Each song was a recipe, and each video was an instructional cooking music video, which was really cool. You actually cameoed in one of them. French did fries I? versus onion rings. Oh, I did. You were French fries. Yeah, and I, I had a fight with onion rings. You had a fight. The whole thing was a battle rap, which is the better side. Yeah. I thought it was very clever. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and I, because I was had a, a, a pretty decent television resume, I, I started getting opportunities on other television shows. Like, I got to be a guest judge on a show called Cooks versus Cons. I did a guest appearance on a celebrity edition of Cook of um, Cutthroat Kitchen, Guys Grocery Games. You won and Guys Chopped. Groceries. Yeah. I won Guys Grocery Games. Yeah. Really, really thrilling and incredible experience. Competition, I am not a real chef in the sense of being trained. I've never worked in a restaurant. I never went to culinary school. Yep. So to be thrown in a kitchen and compete against people who have was very polarizing for me. Yeah, and I'm sure daunting. Very daunting. Yeah. Maybe polar polarizing is not the right word. I always use that word wrong. <laughs> but it was hard because I had to change the way I think about food. When I'm here in my kitchen and I'm creating art, I have unlimited time and unlimited resources. And you're not competing against anyone. And I'm not, it's not a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, it's not a competition challenge. Except for your, challenge. except for you yesterday. What do you mean? I was trying to be motivational. Oh, yes. Like every other day. <laughs> like you just get better than yeah. yourself. The day. Anyways, go on. No, no, that's good. It's <laughs> good motivation. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so look, I mean, like now I'm in the food world. Now I'm like going on television. People are recognizing me for being a chef. I didn't think it was really real until people who are, who have skin in the, in the culinary game, people who have television shows, culinary degrees, Michelin stars, or or James Beards, like people who are real, they're looking at me and they're like, how the hell did you figure out how to do that? Yeah, and I'm you... like, what, you're asking me how I dumbed my brain down to this point where I decided to make a taco shell out of fried chicken, but you have this successful restaurant that makes $10 million a year, and they look at me and their brains can't compute. Because you took the back door in yeah. and no one else did. They they. They, their brains can't get to that level. Yeah. Just like my brain can't get to their level. Because I'm sure they went into it like as a profession that you have to take seriously and study the same way a doctor like myself has to do that. Yeah. Whereas like your route in was like, I'm just gonna have fun with this and be creative and it fucking worked. Yeah. Why, who says you can't make a taco out of fried chicken? For sure. that. And I tell people all the time, I think I won't go on a, a huge tangent about school and education, but I think that unless it's a, unless it's something that you definitely need in order to practice a lot of schooling, you'd be better off just doing. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't go to school, but I'm saying like, if you're passionate about graphic design, you love graphic design. You don't necessarily need a graphic design degree. You could just do a lot of graphic designing and get very good and successful at it. I and agree. I think uh, we're, our society is very like, it's very stern that like you have to go to school, you have to get your degree. Unless it's like, 
Yeah, don't open up a dentist practice without your degree. <laughs> I think school, there's a big misconception about education in general. <clears throat> and I think that school is useless unless you want to learn. Exactly. Unless you don't you want to learn. Yeah, not even love it. Like, if I could go back and do it all over again, first of all, when you're 10 to 20, you don't even know what you want to do. Right. Like, how, how are you supposed to be a 17-year-old finishing high school and make a decision that will change the rest of your life at 17 years old? It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. However, you could. I know a guy that was 16 years old said he wanted to do this, and now he's 36 years old, and he's one of the most successful endodentists in the world. Yeah. And he said that at 17. He said he wanted to do that. That's rare, though. Very rare. Yeah. My point is... Is you need school is there so that you could learn. If you go to school and you don't want to learn, you're wasting not only your time, not only everyone else's time, but everyone's resources. Yeah. You gotta go towards something that will enrich your life and take you, give you the knowledge and put you in a place that exactly. will better serve whatever you wanna do. So if you know what you like and what you wanna do or or have a general idea of what you like and wanna go further down that route explore it and do it whether it's school or not explore it but don't like if you don't know school is also supposed to help like figure it out by providing options exactly but they kind of the education system is yeah, just completely this, flawed welcome to my uh education podcast yeah it's completely flawed um let's go back to you so okay. <laughs> you put out the ep Put out the EP, uh, YouTube channel is doing well. It's okay. It's 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 slowly growing. I have zero help from Epic Mealtime. Not in terms you're of gone like now. yeah, no, no, not in terms yeah. of like them promoting me. More like because I left and it was on the decline, the popularity didn't right. really trickle down to anything. So I really did have to kind of start from scratch. Totally. If anything, like I've 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 found that it, it's helped and been a detriment because to a degree, there's like a. a recognition that comes with it oh you're that guy you did that thing but at the same time people are less inclined to want to root for the person that's been successful yeah and people don't realize that you are starting from zero you're starting from scratch like everybody else yeah. but you have this immediate knock on you that oh you're already successful you don't need my help or i'm not i don't need to give this guy views or likes or whatever because he's got he's getting them yeah and you're, you're almost at a disadvantage coming from success. Yeah, and it was a bit of a kick in the ass uh, at first. But then I realized that, um, oh shit, people actually like the art that I'm making. Mm -hmm. They really do. You know, like people look at it and they don't know, they don't even know that I made it. Sometimes, and, and that started like, not necessarily opening doors, but it started, it started a conversation with people. Which is how I started meeting different companies, and I've, I've befriended a lot of people in this industry that I had not, I didn't even know before. People in the food world, mm -hmm. you know, people like Food Beast, who have become one of my biggest allies and great friends of mine. I sleep at their house, you know, yeah. like super good buddies, and we help each other. That's something I really envy. That you had the foresight in Epic Meal Time to network and grow your network and meet the right people and get the right contacts. And not because you were plotting anything, but no. just because you know how to conduct yourself as an adult and meet interesting and useful people. Yeah. And I find looking back in hindsight, like I was just getting drunk and having fun. And when I left, it was kind of this like, oh shit, what now? Whereas you left with like, 
I'd say like a bit more of a game plan. And I often look at you as like, Josh did it right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm always looking ahead, right? Mm -hmm. And it was no different when I was there. And when you're, when you're pigeonholed, which we were, mm -hmm. you are forced to kind of like think further. I was at least. Yeah, I wasn't. That was my problem. Yeah, and but 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 that was just a a mature immaturity thing. Yeah. Not saying that you were immature, but I'm saying it more in the context of at that point. I had been in working corporate for so yeah. long that I learned so much about the the real world that I applied it to those situations. For sure. Right? And you only left once you were comfortable leaving. Yeah. Like I quit on a whim and then hung up the phone and was like, fuck what now? Yeah, you know what though? Fast forward and I look what we're doing. Yeah, here right we are. Now. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, things happen for a reason. When decisions are made, you can't go back on that shit. Oh, for sure. And I don't regret it. I just, Hell no. I just, I don't regret it, but I do look at you as like, I wish I did it a bit more the way Josh did it. Okay, so now... So now it's that's <laughs> over. It's in the rear view. YouTube is like not paying my bills in any no, way. It rarely does. People should know that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, but, see your favorite YouTubers getting... 50 to 100,000, 200,000 views, like they're not. That's not a career. They're not making that much. They a have career. a job. And at this time, like everything is changing. So like when you were getting a million, when we were getting a million views a week in 2010, there's a lot of money coming in. And we were very, we were one of the very few doing that. Yeah, we were. Now a, a million people get a million views a literally, week. Literally, yeah. if, you're, if you're getting a million views a week right now, you're maybe making money. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways, the point um, is... Yeah, we were one of like six people doing that. Yeah. In 2010, <clears throat> it made sense. In 2015, 2016, you got to think further. You got to mm. think more. Um, and I was no different. So I started um, reaching out to restaurants to help promote. Um, and I started getting opportunities to make one-off art pieces using restaurant food that would help gain attention, but it wasn't a thing that people can consume. It was like... But it's like a next-level collab. It wasn't necessarily a collaboration. Well, yeah, it was a collaboration, but it was, a, it was a promotional tool for the restaurant that I was helping. And you, though. Yeah, so for me, it was building my portfolio. Yeah, and credibility and, yeah. and uh, outreach as well. If these audiences don't know who you are, now a fan of that restaurant sees you. Yep. And at this point, I'm putting out at least a, week, a video a week on YouTube, all instructional cooking, if it's not like something fun. I, I tried vlogging for a little while, didn't like it. Because we were talking about this earlier. You love to cook, you love to create, but being a content creator is such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because you don't like to edit. Hate it. You have to edit. Have to. That's, it's like, there's so many parts of the career that you have to do in order to do the parts you want to do. Exactly. It's a very well said. Yeah. And um, so I'm working with restaurants and uh, at this point I'm putting out a video a week. It's all food based. Companies are hitting me up. Agencies are asking if I would work with whatever company that they're promoting. I got a, really, a couple, I've worked with really big brands, like yeah. big ones. Jack in the Box, McDonald's, Honda, Ford, Axe, Axe, Body Spray, um, um, 
you know eggs uh, a bunch of uh, liquor companies, wine companies. I need to get me some liquor companies. Yeah, I do you do? <laughs> like I've my portfolio. If anyone's of, listening to this podcast, we're looking for a sponsor. Hit us up. Hit us up. I've worked with a lot of um, a lot of big big companies. Some small companies. I don't really care. It's cool because you you have a a, a slight edge, but you're also like you're like corporate edgy. You're on me the, personally? Yeah, well, well, your my brand, brand. My brand, brand. Yeah. yeah. You're on the... The edge of my brand is my food. Right. But even like you have like younger guy with a beard and cool yeah. looking like you're, you're someone that a brand would be like, oh, that guy's a good look for us mm. without, the only us, problem without is, taking like too much of a risk. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a risk. And um, also, also like at this point, I don't, I don't have a team. Like I have a very small team. Mm. So people... Sometimes brands like smaller teams because it's less hoops. For sure. I don't have a, like I don't have a uh, an agent. I don't have a manager. I don't have an assistant. I have a, a lawyer that reads my contracts. I have an accountant that makes sure that my money is good. And I have uh, my girlfriend who is uh, who has a degree in business in in this type of business. Yeah. Who helps me make sure my shit is good to go. Yeah. And everything else is just like conversation. Yeah. So people like that. That's great. Yeah, it's really great. And um, also, brands like that you work with big brands, so that you For know sure. how to do that. It type starts of stuff. to steamroll. Yeah. Or uh, snowball. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, because I have a corporate background and a sales background, I know how to go out there and find new business, which is the number one thing that helps me in my career. Is that. Yeah. Is being able to like keep the filling the funnel, that whole bullshit theory is yeah. real. And it's such a valuable skill in this line of work yeah. because, and I suffer from this, like creators and, and quote unquote artists, like all we want to do is make, yeah. all we want to do create. is create, that's it. Like I don't even care how it performs online or if it even gets posted, I just want to see it finished. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are more in that boat and don't know how to go out and like turn themselves into a business. You know, this expression, you have no business in business. Sure. That's when you need to, not you, but a person. Yeah. That's when that person needs to go out and find someone who knows yeah, exactly. something that they don't. Because sure. if you think you have all the answers and you think you could do it all on your own, you probably, I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying that. You probably can't. Maybe <laughs> you need some help. Yeah. I. I can't do all of it by myself. I have a team. It's a small team, but I still like. Yeah, know, but have what it. I'm saying is, you have a skill set that a lot of content creators don't. Yeah. Which is knowing how to go out and hunt for your dinner. Yeah, people think that you get a viral video or a viral something, and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. And you're rich, and you're like, you know, um, I hate using this as an example, but Bad Barbie. Yeah. Like she has a great business right now. Oh, for sure. Someone knows business in her fucking Man, camp. Look at fucking the biggest, most influential star in the world Kim sucked Kardashian? a dick, yeah. yeah, and turn that but, into an empire. But that's the, but there's business behind that. For sure, it's know? brilliant. Yeah. So so there's a lot of that that comes into play, and then you know sometimes I'll go a lo a few months without earning anything, and it sucks. But that's business. Yeah. Sometimes bi that's what business is. And being a creator is so volatile. Yeah. Yeah. You could have a great month and then five empty ones yeah. where you still have to be working and putting stuff out just because you got to throw more darts at the wall. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was doing. Yeah. I have to. And then I got an opportunity to start uh, live streaming on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, this, this is hilarious to me. Yeah, so I got an opportunity. So I am a, I am food. 
I, <laughs> I am I, food. Good I, shirt. I am food. <laughs> I make food. I work with food. I pretty much only do food. So when someone asks me something like, do you want to start playing video games? I don't play video games. <laughs> the games I play are like Candy Crush. Yeah. You know, which I haven't played in over a year. And... Um, I was like, well, I don't, I don't play video games, and they're like, well, we can pay you money, and I was like, okay, well, I play video games. <laughs> I can now. learn how to play yeah. video games. I'm like, what if I played video games and cooked simultaneously? And, and Facebook was like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Let's try it out. And they said, okay. And now, se- seven months later, um, I stream 40 hours a month on facebook.com slash the Josh Elkin, and I cook simultaneously, and it's a crazy thing to see. It is. Tyler walked in on me yesterday. Yeah, so I've it. seen it online, and I'm like, oh, cool, Josh is playing video games and cooking. That's innovative and cool. But I never really thought about the logistics until I walked <laughs> in on it yesterday, and it was like, oh, man, that's really a person playing video games and cooking dinner next to, like on Hot Pots next to him. Is, yeah. is, he's got this computer set up, where he plays games and literally to the right of him there's like bacon sizzling yeah, <laughs> and I it have, smells in here yep. and you're on a headset talking to gamers. <laughs> I'm literally playing I, so I, I press pause on the game so that I could flip the bacon yeah. or I press pause on the game so that I could like turn the egg or whatever it yeah. may be. And the coolest thing for me is is that I applied the same theory of the way I make food to this type of content creation. Like I don't play video games. But what hasn't been seen? But like how can I how can I play video games and still attack my area of expertise, which is cooking and food? Yeah. And that that's where this came. So yeah. so it's really so then in turn what happens is it becomes super fun for me. And also the crazy thing is your your the meals you're cooking while playing are pretty crazy. Are they, yeah, you're not making like bacon and eggs no, or no, no. grilling a burger. Like it's, you're cre- creating Josh Elkin shit. Yeah. It's wild. So the, the the interesting thing is that, let's say it on a Tuesday, which is like a big day for me because, like I was saying before, I at this point have over 40 tacos. Mm-hmm. That's 40 days, 40 Tuesdays, 40 weeks of making tacos. Every yeah. week I make a different taco. Wow. So let's say it's Tuesday. I wake up, 8 a.m. Let's say I already have the groceries. At 8.30, I'm cooking and making tacos. By 10 a.m., which is when the really good light is outside, mm-hmm. I need to have a taco done so that I can take a picture. Now, throughout this entire process, I'm Snapchatting and Instagram storying it and promoting that in three hours, I'm gonna be making this again live. So once I'm done, 10 to 11, I'm taking the picture of it, I'm making the picture nice, I'm making the food nice, I'm doing all the art styling and, and food styling and direction that I need. You must be so hungry by this point. You have no idea. <laughs> and it's a fucking mess in here. Right. By 11 o'clock, everything's clean. I have my picture and I'm good to go. I set up the stream. I'm re-prepping all the food and re-making sure everything is good to go so that at two o'clock, I could remake it live on stream. Because you've had the practice that morning now. Yeah, (laughs) and then by the time that stream's over at four o'clock, I'm doing it again for a video. Oh wow, so you do everything you make three times? Yeah. Wow. But it's three pieces of content. Yeah. Four pieces of content. It's an Instagram picture. It's a Snapchat and Instagram story. It's a Facebook live stream and a YouTube video. That's yeah. five things wow. off of one recipe. None of it is the same. But it's also a full day of that oh, recipe. Yeah. yeah, but so? Yeah. No. It's, it's nonstop. Like, 8 a.m. and I'm going until 5. 
And then that's not even editing the video. No. You, if you want to sit down and edit it, you could work till midnight from 8 a.m. At till midnight. At this point, it's, I have two more things to do. I have the YouTube video that I need to edit and release, and I have to write the recipe. Right. Which, is, which brings me to my next source yes. of revenue and business adventure. I started a website because... I think it's venture, not adventure. Venture, yeah. And I realized... Oh, no, it is an adventure. It, I mean, everything's an adventure. Yeah, you're not wrong. I realized that, like, why, did I not, why do I not have any of this shit on a website? Yeah. Like, people want to make my stuff. They're not going to because... But some people do, but it's a lost leader. Websites are other port sources of revenue that I completely forgot about. Big time. So this year I started that. What's it called? Recipechampions.com. And that's people can see all the crazy shit you make. Yeah, I mean, I'm still populating yeah. it. At this point, I think I have about 40 recipes on there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in my since starting cooking real, real life in 2010, so nine years, I probably have about 1,000 recipes. Yeah, I believe that. Thousand original Josh Elkin recipes. Do you think you've cooked more bacon than anyone on the planet? Yes, I do. I cook a lot, man. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, you do. All the time. Like, yeah, you, you came do. over yesterday. I was cooking, and I didn't stop cooking until the end of the night. No, like you literally cleaned up, watched TV for eighteen minutes, and went to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So, out of everything you do, what's your favorite part? Um. My favorite part is taking the picture. No, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because I love it when the idea works. I've always loved it when the idea works. I don't even remember when I used to say it. I uh, love it when it works. You would get such a hard on from slicing something yeah. open and seeing the yeah. inside. I still love that. Yeah. I still love that. <laughs> yeah. And the internet loves that. Yeah. And I feel like I helped the internet love that. For sure. I often think about if we... Going back to Epic Mealtime, like if we rode the bacon wave, because bacon became this enormous, huge thing, if we rode it at the perfect time or if we started it? I think it was, it was gaining momentum and we really helped Kicked push it. The the, yeah, we yeah. really pushed that forward. Yeah. We did a lot of things for the internet. A yeah. lot. Like, most things that have to do with food today yeah. is because of Cause, us. Because people mostly know us as bacon, yeah. but we were catalysts in sriracha. We were catalysts it was bacon in deep Nutella. Fry. It was bacon deep fried. Yeah. That was the thing. But like a lot of things that kind of had their waves, sriracha, uh, Nutella. Nutella, like we kind of helped kick those in the ass too at the very beginning. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was all around the same time. Yeah. So your favorite part is what? When it works. When it works. Yeah. And what's your least favorite part? When it doesn't. What's that mean? That means like I spent three hours making this thing. I take it outside to take a picture. I take a picture and it looks like shit. But that's but you never know what people are gonna like, right? Like it might look like I, shit to you. I, I I post a picture on Instagram every day. Okay. Yeah. I can tell when people will like or not like something, I can never tell if it's gonna be a smash hit. Right. I could tell, I'm like, ah, they'll like this, it'll be okay. Sometimes I'm like, ah, no one's gonna give a shit and they do. Right. Those that, are fun. And then you're like, what the hell am I even doing? Yeah. Deciding if something's good or not, it's not up to me. That thing I made yesterday, like Tyler, last night, Tyler and I are going to this thing this weekend, that's why he's in town. And I made, I had this really cheap party party gag that I do. Yeah. And it's uh, Rice Krispie treats with white chocolate on top and instead of Rice Krispies, it's Fruity Pebbles. <coughs> it's three ingredients. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done. I made it That's as so a good. byproduct and 
every one of my friends that eats it begs me to make it for them whenever I come it's over. It's so good. It's that crack. is one of those things. Yeah, it's called, so like, Lord DIY, famous YouTuber, Alex Wasabi, famous YouTuber, and all those people, that whole crew, call they all it, do crack? They, they call it crack. Oh, okay. Crack bars. Okay. Because it's like insane, okay? And, um, and uh, that's one of those things that I, was, that I was just saying, like, that's, I don't get it. Like, it's yeah. the dumbest thing. I make glorious food, and this is like the dumbest <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, this costs 12 cents. Yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid. I yeah. made... A hundred of them in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I saw you do it. Yeah. Package them up like bags of cocaine. I, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Like packs. Yeah, packs of them yeah. in a duffel bag. Um, so before we finish off here, I wanted to go through a couple user submitted. Sure. This is a, a medical podcast after all, yes, right? Yes, of course. Um, so together, let's answer some questions from people. Cool. These are anonymous. So number one, someone writes in, I burnt the top of my mouth on pizza. What do, what do you do about that? I do that all the time. Me too, I, I do it all the time. You gotta just deal with it, I, I think. It's not just pizza for me. No? I have this like thing where like I can't wait, I need the heat. And you, and but I you're good with heat. I'm, I still blister. My mouth blisters. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, like that's like been your a hands thing. are crazy. It's a bit, I flip bacon with my fingers. Yeah, his yeah. hands are crazy. He's, yeah. It's a legit superpower. Yeah. He could take something out of the oven, no gloves. People are like, yeah, okay. But it, then no, you makes, see it, and it, it's like, It makes well, no sense. Yeah. It's wild. Um, you should be monetizing that. <laughs> Just touching hot things. <laughs> that should be videos. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Um, burn your mouth on pizza. Use your tongue to pop the bubble. Whoa. Cool. Okay. Uh, my advice is just, this too shall pass. Cool. Um, num number two. I've had shingles twice before the age of 30. Will I get it a third time? Um, I don't know if you'll get it a third time. You should definitely think about changing up your soap, though. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a hunch. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. Um, finally, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Yeah. So someone wrote in, who's going to win the Game of Thrones? <laughs> not, quite a, not quite a medical question, but let's get your opinion. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I mean... I I feel like... By the way, spoiler alert. Mute this for 30 seconds. If yeah, you... if you... Uh, I don't want to mess anyone's life up. I feel like the entire Game of Thrones is going to... Like, the series is going to end with a book closing and some dude in the future being like, and that was the Game of really? Thrones. Really? Yeah. They're going to go like... It's Westworld. Like Roseanne style, <laughs> yeah. where she was writing it the whole time? <laughs> really? Like, all of a sudden, you got like a... Okay, kids, and that's what happened wow. in Middle Earth. I hope you're wrong. I imagine that's super that? hacky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, where, tell the people where they can find you and uh, see all this stuff. Yeah, you guys can uh, check out all those delicious creations that Tyler and I were talking about at the top of this podcast at uh, Instagram.com slash Josh Elkin, Twitter slash Josh Elkin, Facebook, YouTube slash Josh Elkin. And if you want to learn how to make insane, awesome creations, uh, head over to recipechampions.com, updated every week. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Tyler. And thank you, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. Bye. Bye. I am your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the prescription. Two teaspoons of my friendship